0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is Andrea Ebolito celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. I am beyond excited today because my guest on the podcast, and we are actually doing this in video so I can see my friend, Kaylee Weiss with Mel Dean. So, hello, Kaylee. How are you?
1: Hello. I'm so excited to be chatting. We've been talking about this for a while. So, before Hi.
0: we start, like, chit-chatting, let me- us <laughs> an idea of of who you are, because I really like to set it up for people. Kaylee and I met about four or five years ago, Mm -hmm. speakers at a conference, and we immediately felt kind of just drawn to each other, I I would say is is a safe way to to say it. Good chemistry from the beginning. Yeah, we felt like (laughs) we had really great energy on each other, and we really enjoyed each other, and so we immediately struck up this friendship, and at the time... You had multiple interests and you were doing, which you're still doing multiple (laughs) businesses, but I came to know you as a visual brander, as someone who did stationery, as someone who really, at, at, at that point, was very focused on creating branded experiences for couples. And over the years, you've really kind of grown and expanded into doing visual branding, for businesses. So because branding is such a wide open topic, can you give everyone a little bit of an idea of exactly what Mel Dean is, what you do and how you approach it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess to back up just a little bit, I started my career branding small creative businesses. So that is like the start of everything. And I just love so deeply being able to create something visual when someone wasn't there to represent themselves and creating that connection. Um, In 2007, we got asked to brand a wedding. And I was like, okay, this is different. In 2007, it was obviously pre-Pinterest. There was no personalization really in the wedding world like we know it today. And um, so we had the opportunity to just dive in and help couples and reflect their personality and all the goods that they, their guests got to experience. So that starts with, of course, save the dates, but we work really closely with planners along the process of like, what is this color palette? How is it reflective? Like, what are we want the guests to be like, this is so them and something I've never seen before. So Melvine specializes in that luxury, high touch, um, it's all in the details. Um, kind of what you would traditionally as invitations would consider it. But we also do a lot of custom wallpaper and other graphics and decals and other things that kind of bring the whole event together cohesively. And then uh, four years ago, I had the opportunity to start traveling with The Knot. So I have been on the road with The Knot for the last four years. And my goal there is to work one-on-one with the company owners um, and essentially help make sure that everything that they're putting out there visually is attracting the clients that they want. So 90% of snap judgments on a brand are based on the visualizations. So you may have a great experience, you may communicate really well, um, but if you're not putting that first visual statement out there um, correctly, you may be missing the clients that you want to work with. So I love being able to get all the information from a wedding pro and then being able to use my experience and my education in color theory and font psychology to really bring it all together so that at first impression you're attracting the clients that are ideal for you.
0: So we just did this. What I find really interesting about you is somebody who does go out and do visual branding and helps companies really communicate who they are in a very specific way you don't advocate for a total rebrand. You really kind of start with let's Mm tweak. So you're not somebody who wants to come in and tear everything up. And now after 10 years, we just did a rebrand for my business. And I went with you specifically for a couple of reasons. First of all, we know each other so well that I felt like I didn't need to do that insane amount of catch up with somebody where I had to now go in and explain who I am, what I like, how I live. Like you have such a deep understanding of me as a person and you were incredibly kind and very generous about the fact that like I did my own branding when I started my company. It was my signature because I have a very distinct handwriting and I worked with a friend who kind of liked marketing and we we pieced it together ourselves. And it it sustained me. It was very good for me for 10 years. And I loved it. I mean, I still look at the original stuff and I'm like, oh, I love it. But as my business grew, and as I started to do other things, I felt like I needed a piece. I needed a,
1: something. I needed
0: a thing that was more inclusive beyond just the pretty portion of wedding planning. I wanted something that spoke to lifestyle. I wanted something that spoke to education and you were very tender with the fact that I had a hard time in some cases letting go. But I also, I don't know if our experience was truly reflective of the process. I know for me, I was constantly like, she's my friend and I want to be respectful of the fact that this is her work and this is her art and this is her way of communicating with the world. But I also like, we did it the right way. We contracted, I hired you, I paid you. And so I, I, like, I think that a lot of people think that like we all just do things for free for each other. They don't realize that the biggest compliment that you can give another business is to actually engage them.
1: I completely agree.
0: <laughs> Hire them and to say, I love what you do. I respect what you do. I think it aligns with mine and I'm willing to engage you on a business level. And so I, you know, I did pay you and I was so happy to pay you because I got to feel like I can ask for a change. Mm -hmm. I didn't say, you know what, you delivered this and I thought I liked it, but it's been a few weeks and I got to tell you, like, I'm not excited to put this anywhere. And it was literally just a little, the A and the E.
1: Little tweak, yeah, little tweak. Tiny little
0: things that you were so great about doing, but I don't know if my experience with you is the standard so for wedding professionals who are out there who are listening and saying do I need a rebrand like first of all how what's the business owner's responsibility in terms of looking at their brand and saying what do I need what can I bring to the table what can I and then when they're ready to come to you what's the process
1: yeah, so one of the things that makes you different and our working relationship different this time is your self awareness. So I think a lot of the companies that I work with um, are questioning who their ideal like who is their ideal couple really if we're talking about the wedding industry. So the biggest thing that you can do is prepare kind of mentally, like. Who is your top three clients that you had in the last three years? Like, how do we figure out how to get more of them? So once we narrow in, it's a process of kind of putting them through a system, similar like I did with you. Um, You essentially give me all the information of, like, who your ideal client is, what you want to be known and represented as, um, what is your price point, what areas of the world do you want to work. Um, And that allows all of the actual kind of almost book smart facts of like, this is the mark, how marketing works. <laughs> and if you want this, this is what we need to put out into the world. And so I have a process that essentially helps funnel it down to pretty much landing on, you know, for you, we will knew we, the black was the right choice. The gold was the right choice. Doing a gray and white was the right choice. And for a lot of people, they don't know what that right choice is. And so it can be a little bit lengthier in the beginning as those um, options are getting narrowed down. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, The the main mistake I see in especially the wedding industry is following of trends for logos (laughs) and the worst is photographers to be honest like I see many many photographers who all look exactly the same they all have bouncy script Um, they maybe have seen someone that they really respect in the industry and they're like well this works for them so I'll copy it and that's absolutely the worst thing that you could do because it's not only not reflecting you but when a couple is searching for a wedding photographer let's say and they have multiple tabs open on their computer and when you all look the same there's nothing Nothing stand out about your services, and so it's really important to make sure that if you are not getting the inquiries that you want, um, or you're attract not attracting the clients you want to work with, then it is probably time for a rebrand. Um, And many other scenarios, um, sometimes really small tweaks is actually the right choice because it takes five to seven times for someone to see your brand to really build that brand trust. And obviously over an engagement period that may be three months or it may be three years, you have to make sure that you're staying front of mind. And if they miss you along that way because you've changed your look and you're not able to build off of that brand identity, you're definitely taking one step back. So I am a absolute advocate for just brand tweaks. And I know you and I even explore that with yours and your signature, like, okay, how could we maybe nod to this or what are ways that we can kind of take the roots of what you've built the last 10 years and build it in. And I think that's definitely the first table conversation I have with a lot of people is like, okay, let's do a checkup to see if what you have is actually working. It just needs some small changes. Um, There was a planner that I met with in Houston a few months ago and she had a very bouncy script and she's like, every inquiry I get wants my lowest package. And so we had that conversation and got to know her a little bit more. And my suggestion to her was changing to a more confident typeface, something that was bold and a block. And, she, and her response right away was, oh, I want to come across wedding, <laughs> which is true. But what happened when she made that change, it was just the typeface, her icon stayed the same, is she started attracting and demanding that she was a creative force in her little circle and that she was innovating in creativity and she started getting inquiries for that higher pack her higher packages and so something simple like that where if you saw the two logos side by side they may feel similar or familiar um but really font and color can really demand so much you know respect or adapt because of other familiarities like if your couples ideally love anthropology or love chanel um how can you represent yourself and align yourself to build that brand trust a little bit faster
0: And that was something that, because I have had the benefit of being in session with you, because you're a spectacular speaker, and I, I mean, I even got to introduce you at Wedding MBA last (laughs) week, but I mean, I have sat in session, and so I had an understanding in terms of looking at things and saying, okay, even for my, for my own self, I'm always, I I think I check in with my brand every like three to six months, Mm -hmm. Never look at the wedding industry, I never look at what, you know, competitors or I I consider them colleagues because I I think that we're, we're not always competing for the same. We're in it together. (laughs) But But when I look at what other wedding planners are doing, I'm like, I I don't want, I don't want to be clouded with what the industry has. I want to go to the things that, that I love. I I love Chanel. We were just talking about YSL. Um, You know, we've been looking at houses and I find myself drawn to certain housing communities and certain designs and, and decor brands. And it was important to me that if my clients, my potential clients, aligned with who I was, they were shopping in the same places, they were eating in the same places, they were experiencing the same things, when they had a brand that they were comfortable with, and I always kind of do the, the high low mix of a lot of my clients are really comfortable, like they do banana for streetwear, they do Chanel for high-end accessories, they do YSL for like the The nice, but you can still wear it every day, accessories, a lot of Jimmy Choo, they read a lot of Harper's, they read a lot of Vogue. I took the places that I feel comfortable and I laid them out and I said, when you come to my website, when you arrive at my brand, when you stumble upon me somewhere, do I make sense in the rest of your ecosystem?
1: Mm -hmm. And And I think that is like the most critical question you could ask yourself is where is the clients that you want to work with where are they shopping and really that is where you should get your inspiration like those are the instagram accounts that you should follow wow. <laughs> not what's happening in the industry because the more that we can know how they are buying and their buying styles and what interests them the more we can align ourselves to Um, have real conversations with things that are meaningful and matter to them and there's two different brand directions that I like to talk about you can brand for your BFF which I think you know you and I love Chanel and YSL and so a lot of times that's you know a good connection and we are aware but if you also are at a point in your career where you know your client is at a different price point than or or lifestyle than you like you really need to know what's important to them and meaningful and do that research Um, so I think it's absolutely amazing that that's part of your process also, because I think it helps you be a standout rather than feeling a part of the, you know, just the flow of all of this creative world.
0: Do you feel like we've lost a little bit of our own personality as an industry? Because we are, as as, as wedding professionals, we do have a lot more access to each other, to each other's work and, and to the business Right now, more so than we ever did, more so than we had, definitely more so than we had 20 years ago when I started, than 10 years ago. Um, and I think that it's great because we have such an open line of communication now, but I also think that it's melting pot in us a little bit, Mm -hmm. and so there's a fear in a lot of people, and especially when, when I do one on ones with my coaching clients or when I have somebody that comes to me for education or for growth, there is this insane fear of going outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very hard to take somebody and say, I know it works for whatever the other planner, photographer, DJ, stationer that you love is, but you are not that person. And you really need to forge your own, like we need to find a way to communicate who you are. Do you do you hit that a lot with people where there's, is it a fear Or is it a, I just don't know how, or is it a, I want to look like I belong? Like, what do you think the, the roadblock is to people going out and creating a brand that is truly them?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think the biggest misstep is the fact that they see someone they respect and they are like, well, it's working for them. And I view them as a leader. And so there's this following thing that happens um, when there's so much more about that business that you're, you know, is aspirational to you that you probably don't know, or you don't know their processes. And so that's a hard assumption to make. I think there's, you know, Pinterest, we all, you know, our clients come to us and they're like, we want this. And I think that is a very difficult place for us all to live in that our clients have also access to seeing things. And so we end up in a similar rut where we're doing the same stuff over and over again. And there's a certain level of self-respect and kind of confidence that it takes to actually succeed and excel in this industry because we have to have those conversations of like, we want to do things different, or we want to innovate in this industry. Um, And the branding and that process is very different. Like I even know for you, you know, obviously your pricing structure is a little bit different, like the way you kind of guide your clients in comparison planner to planner, it varies. And I think that really finding your niche is the best way to really excel, you know, like and get to the top of your game.
0: So have you found that working with the knot and working with brands. And I think that now we're Wedding Pro. So yes, Wedding we Pro. Not, then we were. The knot and wedding, wedding Wire, Wedding Pro. We're <laughs> not Wedding Wire worldwide. Now we are Wedding Pro. Because you have access to so many professionals, do you find that working with them in their businesses has helped them position you as a partner for their clients? Have you seen an uptick or a growth? Or do you think that they are working mainly business still?
1: Can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, so the, the people that I have the chance to meet one-on-one with when I'm traveling with the knot. Yeah. Do you, once you
0: help them with their brands, do you yeah. find that they are more open to now referring you to their couples?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for Meldine specifically in the stationary world, um, we're pretty selective about who we work with. Um, we love experimentation. We love kind of the full service of being able to have a conversation about multiple touch points. Um, we're definitely not for everyone in the way that our pricing structure is and, uh, you know, depending on our calendar mutual thing. So um, I would say most of the focus does not end up kind of piggybacking off of both. Um, my, really my involvement in some of my one-on-ones that I'm able to do and kind of the visualization and branding and advice that I'm able to share is really almost like my passion project. <laughs> um, in many ways, it's like such a gift to me to be able to take someone who is in this industry part-time And they don't know what that next step is to be able to leave their full-time job and really jump full force. And so many of the pros that I get to work with are very early on in their career, um, or they've been in the industry 15, 20 years and really just feel um, a little insecure maybe about their positioning in the industry, um, or maybe they've lost their spark. And so to be able to have those conversations of making sure that they are uh, relevant and they're communicating in a way that you know, millennial and Gen Z couples want and need to be um, interacted with um, is kind of my contribution. So there's a little bit of separation in terms of the brand portion um, for businesses and then the branding for events. So
0: I'm about to step out of the office and I'm heading to a tasting for Erica and Lauren. So we have two brides that I brought to you and we went back and forth because they are trying to figure out who they are as a couple. They had a very whirlwind romance, a very quick engagement, put things on hold to really say, like, let's be together. And now they're – what I love about them is that they're they're very, very secure in this is who we are, this is what we mm-hmm. want, this is how we want to communicate. We don't have the language to do it. And yes. so it's, it's been a process of, like, well, what is – what does moody mean to you versus what moody means to us? What is, you know, what is a graphic? When you say you don't want graphic, are we okay with black and white? Because that's classic, not graphic, but are you, like, how do we do this? So we've gone through this whole big thing. And what I'm excited about is some of the elements that we decided on for the, um, for the, the stationary suite, for the invitations. And then for the menu, which is probably one of my favorite things I'm doing this entire year, the menu and the invitations became the carry-through motif. And we have about four or five custom pieces being blown up and built which for is the main wedding wedding. in October. And so you're actually staying on the day to help the, the creative teams and the production install it in a way that translates. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that I feel really very, very fortunate and very lucky that I get to have another set of eyes visually in the room that's going to help me communicate. And so how important is it or what level of impact do you think it makes when a couple takes something and really pulls it through the entire line? I mean, do do you feel like it's... Like it's a nice touch or do you feel like it really has power?
1: I know a lot of people are concerned about too much repetition. And we've obviously seen like the monogram stamp, you know, used on every single surface possible. But I think there's more than that. It's more than just the monogram. It is like the exact color of black. You know, it's a rich black or a flat black. And when they see this texture, it's always similar. And when they see dark moody floral, it's always similar. And so to me what that creates, and I know you have a quote about luxury, and I feel like it's so in alignment that really when you're able to create that consistency through the whole experience and maybe um, the boxes that we're making, you know, maybe the fabric that that is, is the same as the napkin. Those little, little details is really what is like putting the dot on the I and crossing the T like they seem like such simple things, but as a cohesive whole and guest experience, it's really that lasting of like, they've thought of everything. And it's even, you know, it's may not be like loud and proud in a gobo, you know, (laughs) splash somewhere. Um, But there's so many different ways to incorporate the couple's personality or quotes and things that are memorable and meaningful um, in the most subliminal way and I'll use the example actually of scent. We recently worked on a save the date where um, the bride's mother had recently passed away. And so we were talking about many ways of incorporating her presence with us. And so uh, we ended up using her perfume that she wore her whole entire life into the save the dates that were fabric. And of course, you know, the guests received them and it smelled beautiful and had that, but what really was meaningful was that the bride was able to send that out into the world. And so those are the types of conversations that we think are meaningful in the stationery and in the event brand and making sure that all vendor partners are on the same page for what's not only expected, but you know, there's no shortcuts involved in flat black or rich black, <laughs> you know, and it really is like, this is a small choice, but it's really meaningful as a full story.
0: I think that the, the quote that you're talking about is they always say luxury is personal. Yes, exactly. Purpose. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at it, And you're saying luxury is personal and on purpose. If your save the date and your invitation is the first time that you are publicly presenting Mm -hmm. as a couple, I know that the number of couples, even at at my level and my couples spend on average, you know, anywhere from twenty five hundred to four thousand dollars a head. And the two places that they're like, but does it matter are stationary
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and video. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a conversation and it's my responsibility to educate people on, yes, it matters, why it matters, the kind of impact that it can have, the way that you will always associate suede with your wedding, the way that velvet will always be is something that you're going to touch, that it's a sensory experience and that it does, it's not limited to the four walls of your ballroom. It's not limited to your outside garden. It's, Everything that you see, that you hear, that you smell, that you that that your people interact with, that becomes ingrained in the experience. That subliminally, when I get there, it all feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's supposed to. When something is missing, you notice the item that's missing. Mm-hmm. But when everything is perfect. You notice the people. You notice the emotion. You notice the conversation. And it, sometimes it isn't even until later that it hits you like that was an extraordinary room. Like the way it was produced was amazing. And I just want to, I want to create extraordinary environments for extraordinary people so that they can, can have something together. But to do that, I need to work with people like you. And I'm very, very lucky that I get to do that on a regular basis. (laughs) Lucky that I get to call you my friend and that we travel the world together and we stay up Way too late. Talking about way too many things, and it, <laughs> we we've walked around the cities of New York, the beaches of Grand Cayman, more places in Mexico than we know how to imagine. But oh, I got to come on your show um, about a year ago, and mm-hmm. we talked about the fact that we pull each other through, mm-hmm. and, and like our relationships are very the success of our events for our clients is very dependent on the relationships that we all have, the relationships that we build, and how we pull each other through. And so I've been fortunate, and I've been able to kind of have the benefit of that. Anyone who's listening, or if we're able to release this and is watching, that wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to kind of open up the conversation? Is it social? Is it email? How do you like to be
1: yeah, so depending on what they're looking for, if they want to talk um, essentially event branding and stationery, Meldine is M E L D E E N dot com, or you can follow us on Instagram at Meldine Inc. I N K. Um, and if you're looking for a little bit of tips or advice about brand positioning, um, you can visit my website Kaylee Weese K A L E I G H W I E S E dot or on Instagram at I'm at uh, Go Kaylee G-O-K-A-L-E-I-G-H.
0: I hope you love dogs and boats because those. Yes, I have lots. I
1: have have two dogs and I love the, I love the lake. When I'm not traveling, I'm on the water somewhere for sure. Well,
0: I owe you a trip. But in the meantime, for anyone who missed the spelling, it's going to be in the notes down below. So you can just click in by the comments and you'll be able to find her everywhere. You will not be disappointed. Kaylee is just a force in the industry. She's, but truly like a real driving force in turning around and saying, we can be better than the paper that everything is printed on. It can mean something more. There can be a transformative storytelling quality to this. So I am fairly certain that if you haven't been following her up until now, you are going to. Everything is down below. Thank you for spending your morning with me. Yes, thank Um, you. I've been looking forward to it. Yes. And I can't wait. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And there was our first ding, so (laughs)
1: That must be the time.
0: (laughs) And that's, it's time now. It's time. But for everyone else, um, the show would not exist without you. None of us get to do the things that we love to do without you guys checking in, inviting us into your lives, inviting us into your businesses. I appreciate it. So on behalf of everybody here, thank you for spending the day with me, celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. We will be back next week. And I can't wait to see you then check out Kaylee. She's amazing.